Once considered downtown San Diego's crown jewel, Horton Plaza is now a retail ghost town, plagued by the homeless. Less than 10 stores remain in the structure, which was once viewed as a postmodern architectural marvel. This coming Monday, the city will decide to approve plans to redevelop the mall into a tech campus, rewriting the existing charters that require retail in the area. For the San Diego Union-Tribune, I'm Daniel Wheaton, and this is your San Diego News Fix. Jennifer Van Grove, you cover growth and development for the Union-Tribune. And a big day is coming for Horton Plaza when the city decides whether or not to go forward with the plans that Stockdale Partners has put out for Horton Plaza. So a lot has changed for that mall. It used to be the jewel of downtown, and now it's a ghost town. So when you recap, how did it fall so fast? Well, the short answer is that it was built like a fortress. And it was built like a fortress to keep out the riffraff. And this was like mid-1980s, right? Uh, Retail trends changed. Downtown changed in part because of Horton Plaza. And so that fortress design kept people out. Well, you add to the fact that Westfield really wanted to invest in the mall, redevelop it, do something with it. uh, But they never actually pulled the trigger on that plan. And so instead, they sold the mall. And in that period where they weren't sure if they were going to invest in it, and then they decided to sell and then did sell, there was barely any investment at all. The only thing that we saw happen was the city spending $18 million on Horton Plaza Park and Westfield not managing it to the standard that it needed to be managed. So then Stockdale has these grand new plans for a tech campus. So when you explain what they're proposing to do with that space? So what they want to do is they want to take, they want to reuse the buildings that are there right now. And on everything but the ground floor, they want creative office. And creative office means, you know, millennial friendly, open, light filled spaces uh, for, you know, younger workers. And the renderings show kind of like a glass and steel design, but they've, they've said it should be warm and it should have the characteristics, some of the characteristics of Horton Plaza now. At the Nordstrom building, the former Nordstrom building that's been empty forever, actually since 2016, they're going to add four stories there. Um, and in the middle, it looks like they're doing a rooftop deck. Obviously, that's conceptual, but they are going to add four stories and 150,000 square feet. And basically, they would turn that whole building into, you know, one office for for a singular tenant. Um, on the bottom floor, they're going to do food and beverage. And they want, you know, really cool, fun, trendy concepts. They might also incorporate uh, fitness, boutiques, and very minimal, like, traditional retail, though. Mm-hmm. They also want to do a cinema, like a luxury cinema, Sinopolis style, in place of where the old... Uh, United Artists Theater was, mm-hmm. and then they want to redo the Bradley building as a food hall. So that's that's basically the idea. So a little bit UTC, a little bit Liberty Station, a little bit WeWork all together all in one. Absolutely. And because this is dealing with the city, there are a number of hoops that have to go through for this to even begin to break ground. So why don't you explain what's at stake at this meeting coming up on Monday? Well, it's very complicated. So Stockdale didn't just come in and buy a piece of property. They bought a piece of property that's been encumbered with land use restrictions since it was sold to Ernie Hahn in the late uh, 1970s. And he bought the land for a million dollars. And the city had previously bought it for about $33 million. So because of that disparity, there's always been restrictions designed to make sure that there's retail on that site so the city could generate 
retail income because they also had a profit sharing agreement with Ernie Hahn, Ernie Hahn's company. And so they needed retail on that site to generate income to kind of like, you know, justify that that extreme discount. So that's always been in the works. Well, Stockdale doesn't want to do 600,000 square feet of retail, which is the current requirement. So they have to go to city council and get that removed. Um, and what they want is that requirement to be reduced to 300,000 um, with stipulations that they could further reduce it to 200,000 and eventually zero if they meet you know, certain criteria as set forth in the contract. It's very complicated, but that's an oversimplification of it. Yeah, but it makes sense because like these agreements are made for years and years and times change and you need to adjust. These are 50-year agreements that are made between, you know, agencies that don't exist anymore. So mm-hmm. the city's redevelopment arm doesn't exist anymore. Ernie Hans company is not around and involved in the agreement. So the, the agreements have been amended, the agreements have passed hands, they've changed from city agency to city agency. So there it's very complex. And of course, the character of downtown has changed and the nature of retail has changed. So, you know, Stockdale's argument is well, it's in the city's best interest to give us this change because we're going to revitalize this part of town, which is, you know, a very important part of the urban core. And we're going to add 4,000 jobs in the process and not just any jobs, the kind of jobs that, you know, every city wants. And then, because of that, all these other developers downtown, they're going to be able to build office projects and they're going to be able to attract a similar caliber of clientele. And that is going to boost San Diego's economy. So that's the big pitch. Yeah. So that's Stockdale's pitch. But when it comes to any development or any change in San Diego or any city for that matter, you have people who are for it and people who are against it. So when you give us the kind of landscape of who is on each side of this fight. Yeah, so on the pro side, you have most San Diego um, like business groups. So the Downtown Partnership is for it. The San Diego EDC is for it. Um, labor groups actually support it. I believe you know they have a commitment from Stockdale for you know project labor agreement. Um, so oh, and other developers, other de- downtown developers, even though they're competitors, they're for it because they want that trickle down effect. Uh, who's not for it, and and it's not fair to say not for it, but where there's issues are with the historical preservation uh, group here Mm -hmm. in San Diego. So they believe that Horton Plaza should be designated a historical structure, if not at the national level, then at the local level. But because it's not that old, it was only um, opened in 1985, there's no automatic trigger for a review of um, historical significance. So really, the developer has no limitations. And so they're really pushing back on that, and they want somebody to tell the developer, stop you know, go through this historical review process, preserve some of the postmodern architecture here so that we can like look back on this 20, 30 years from now and cherish what it was when it was at its prime. Then there's also landlord tenant disputes. Specifically, we have Jimbo's, which has been a tenant at Horton Plaza since 2012. And it was brought in by then owner Westfield to be an anchor. And Jimbo um, Somak, who owns Jimbo's, and it's a local company, he put $5 million into that store because he was promised by Westfield that they were going to put money into the mall mm-hmm. and that he would kind of be the center plate or centerpiece of their redesign. So he bought into that. And he feels very betrayed by that situation. And he does not feel that Stockdale has been 
um, genuine in its commitment uh, to want to keep him around. And so they're engaged in a lawsuit right now. To me, it comes across as very um, bitter, but I guess what lawsuit isn't isn't bitter. Um, But unfortunately, it's a situation where he doesn't feel like he can shout loud enough to be heard. And so I guarantee he'll be at the city council meeting. And Macy's, they're not in in litigation with Stockdale, but they do have a long-term lease. They're paying extremely, extremely low rent for that building. And so they either, you know, presume, I would presume, I don't know that they would want Stockdale to buy them out of that lease or have a say in the development of the site. And they don't feel like Stockdale has kept them in the loop. So they might they might voice opposition at Monday's city council meeting as well. Mm-hmm. And also there's a lawsuit with Burgerheim, right? Oh, Burgerheim. Yeah. And that's... Is it Burgerheim? Burgerheim. That's different. I mean, well, Stockdale would say that that's different because, and I'm not quite sure, but they're, they're not trying to hold up development mm-hmm. is the simple answer. They just feel like they were misled um, when they signed their lease. They were there for a total of 13 months before they, you know, just felt like circumstances were untenable. Certainly. And, and in this that period of time, Horton Plaza Park really kind of devolved into a homeless encampment in a sense. Yeah, they came in at a really unfortunate time. And, you know, one can make the case that you know, maybe they should have known better that the writing was on the wall, but at the same time, it was um, it's a franchise owner from Irvine who d- you know doesn't know the climate here in San Diego, and they felt like they they kind of got the short end of the stick there. Mm-hmm. So um, at this meeting at the city council, will we have a sense of a timeline, assuming that Stockdale's plans get approved? Yeah. So their timeline right now is to get to um, you know some sort of opening at the end of 2021. So two years, really less than two years, and they you know they really want to get leases signed and get you know they would get construction going immediately because they need to move forward on this project. They have a very tight tight timeline. And do you have a sense that the city council is likely to vote in favor of Stockdale, or do you think there'll be a- It's hard. It's hard to predict, but I think if you look at what happened at the committee hearing where, you know, the four-person EDIR committee, Economic Development Infrastructure Committee, I believe, um, they... They they sent it through to council. They raised some objections, but ultimately they decided that, you know, this is what we want. This is exactly what we want for this site. I'm pretty sure it'll be a repeat of that on Monday. So you will have council members who will say, well, I think it's unfortunate that you have this situation with Jimbo's and Macy's and you really should work that out. But then turn around and also vote for it because, you know, I don't know what the alternative is. And I don't know that they know what the alternative because you have this site that's essentially dead and it's in the heart of the city. Certainly. It's like downtown's at this real moment of revitalization. And without kind of this revitalization, things could easily get off track. Very easily, especially like with Stockdale. If you talk to Dan Michaels, who's the managing director there, you know, he says time is out of the essence. The economy has never been stronger since World War One. This was what he was telling me the other day. And so they really need to move on this now so they can get the leases signed when companies have the money to sign leases. And then you need leases in order to get the financing. So if he w- wants to build this and make this happen, it's got to be now because you never know when the next um, economic downturns around the corner. Certainly. And as this is developing and everything falls into place, what are some big questions that you're hoping to answer as you continue to cover this ongoing story? Well, I think it's important that people understand, um, you know, what we're 
what we're giving up in giving Stockdale this restriction change. And so the answer is, if you believe an independent real estate consultant, the answer is it's about $6.76 million. That's the value of this change. I, you know, I've talked to real estate, um, other, other real estate consultants who didn't necessarily like the math of this one consultant. But, but if you take that value, um, at, if you take it for what it is, then, you know, we have to think, okay, well, what does that mean? And what is, what does that get us? Well, as a part of the, the new contract, in order to kind of recoup that $6.76 million, the city would be getting back money in the form of additional security that Stockdale's going to be paying for Horton Plaza Park, and also um, an extension of the Lyceum Theater's lease. So the Lyceum Theater, their lease, I can't remember when it expires. It's not anytime soon. However, there isn't a, you know, there is an end date on that. And so, you know, through this new agreement, Stockdale would, you know, get credit for extending the Lyceum's lease X amount of months. And so, you know, those two things are supposed to come out to $6.76 million. I think what's interesting, you know, in that document that uh, the real estate consultant prepared, too, is a number of other details that, that people might have overlooked, including, you know, uh, what sort of rent um, tenants are paying at the mall now? So Macy's, I mentioned, is paying very low rent. I found that out through this document. They pay twenty eight cents per square foot per month, which is unheard of. <laughs> even in 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 Horton Plaza, Jimbo's pays low rent as well. Um, so there's a number of other details that I'm looking for as I go through these documents, and I'm also trying to understand that that payment agreement I mentioned before. I don't know the answer yet. I'm trying to find out to what happened to it because it was a 50-year payment agreement. So is it still in effect? I haven't heard anything about it through the um, the city council process so far. So my assumption is that it doesn't apply to Stockdale, and I'm trying to find out why not. And when I do, I will tell everybody else about it too. All right. Jennifer Vangrove, thank you so much. Thank you. In other news, a bill that would have allowed for more affordable housing near mass transit has failed in the legislature. State Senator Anthony Portentino announced at the beginning of the Senate Appropriations Committee hearing Thursday that Senate Bill 50 would not advance, meaning it will not be debated until 2020. Thanks for listening to the San Diego News Fix, which goes live weekdays at 5. Check out some of our other podcasts, too. The Conversation features topical interviews with newsmakers, and Hot Lava is our podcast about all things Padres. Go to sandiegouniontribune.com slash podcasts for more. Until next time.